Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back with Ayers on the Road on New Year's Eve. Hooray, we made it. Last day of 2022. Are you going to be kind of sad to see this year go by, Father Time fading into the distance? No. <laughs> Come on, it's been a good year. It has been. We a got good over year. the pandemic. A lot better year. than last year. That's for yeah. sure. But I mean, I'm just excited to go on to the future. But I, it has been a good year. We I, mean, I don't know how how you feel, but there have been some definite ups and downs. Ups and downs for it's all like of us. Being a, in a storm on the ocean all the time, you know, smooth some days and then wow, some things hit. But it really has been a good year. And Linda, can you believe it's 20, it's going to be 2023. I I still remember when I couldn't believe we were going to move into a new millennium. It was going to be the year 2000. That's well, no, we had all of those little Boy Scouts carrying <laughs> food into our place up at Bear Lake. I mean, tons of these huge five-gallon cans of rice and beans and everything else because we were kind of worried that the earth might just end end in the year 2000 <laughs> and everyone was worried about the computers wouldn't wouldn't reset you know because they they, they they would throw everything off and and we were we were on new year's eve and as the year as the millennium changed we we splurged a little and had a suite in a high hotel in Salt Lake City so we could look out and watch all the fireworks and the goings on. And then <laughs> it was so foggy that you could not see in front of your hand. <laughs> Literally in front of your hand. It was so foggy. But I, that was 23 years that ago. Amazing that it's that far. It's just amazing. And and look at you. You haven't changed a bit no, in all that time. It's not a bit. Well, we're looking at each other like oh, you are old. <laughs> so here we are, and we're gonna we we're trying to think hard of a, a really appropriate sort of message for the new year. And uh, do you think anyone will be surprised that the thing we thought of sort of centers on families? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a really dear friend who is a is a very great religious leader and and he loves to joke with me and he says Iyer you know you're like a man with a hammer in his hand and everything to you looks like a nail <laughs> so whatever the problem is whatever the issue is whatever thing we're struggling with you're just like well the answer is easy the answer is family <laughs> You know, we have a beautiful little, um, beautiful piece of art, small, uh, maybe 12 by yeah. 8. Oh, it is on the wall right here uh, by Brian Kershiznik, who we love. And it's just a picture of a guy with a briefcase going upstairs with a hammer in his hand. And he's got an angel behind him. Pushing on the back of his pushing head. Pushing on the back of his head, like, <laughs> go for it. Go for the family. Go ahead. Just do it. Keep on. When I saw that painting, it was a no-brainer. I didn't even care how much it cost. We got to have that, Linda, because that's what this friend of ours keeps accusing me of, and I'm just going to embrace it. I got that hammer and the angel. It's the angel pushing us. We got to keep going on the family stuff. One of our kids the other day said, Mom and Dad, 
gosh, are you guys ever going to relax? Are you going to go on trying to advocate <laughs> for families and talking about parenting and grandparents? Are you going to do that till you're 95? When are you going to just sit back and get over it? <laughs> and we're like, I don't know. We can't help ourselves. I've, well, you can't help yourself. I'm hanging on by the <laughs> your coattails. No way. But, you're, um, you're the one. We you're... have had so much fun doing that. It really has been a light of our lives as we've gotten older. And um, we uh, probably should mention right now that we're starting a new um, year and we're continuing with Grandparenting 101 since it is a good hammer day. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, we are. We're really, I mean, you know, you always do the best on things that you're currently working on and we are still going out into the world and giving lectures and doing presentations on parenting. I sometimes wonder if those 20-something Gen Z parents are looking at us like, who are you, Methuselah? What? Are you you're some <laughs> sage that just came down from some mountain to tell us how to parent our children? <laughs> well, we have had a wonderful opportunity, which you talked about, to, to talk to those young people who now no longer read books. We have to do a really good song and dance for those young people. But we did, the, the speeches really are mostly 30 and 40-year-olds. Yeah, know, that's true. That's true. Up, they're, up they're, 15, they're nearly 15, half our age. Yeah. They're old people. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, it has been a wonderful life, and we are excited to start a new year, and not only talking about just parenting, grandparenting, but three-generation families. Yeah, so to get specific, what is the topic of today's show? It is three-generation families, and we're going to tie it, and we're going to be bold enough to suggest to you like a New Year's resolution. Now, you, you you know, this is the 31st when we're doing this, and it's, you know, I don't know when you're listening, but it's really early in the new year or the very end of the last year. So you may already have come up with your New Year's resolution. That's okay. We're just going to suggest another one, another one that all of us could make that would help all of us. And again, when you think of New Year's resolutions, Linda, what do you think of? Do you think of I mean, we we read an article, some statistics the other day, more than half of the new, when they survey people, more than half of the New Year's resolutions have to do with losing weight. <laughs> oh, yes, of course they would, yeah. And so that's not what we're going to suggest, although that would be a good one. But that was our that was ours last year, and that we did lose we some did, weight. We did lose some weight It was pretty amazing. Year. So, you know, New Year's resolutions don't have to be a joke. They don't have to be something you only think about for a week and then you're discouraged because you already broke in your New Year's resolution. Don't think of it that way. We're going to suggest one that uh, you can work on progressively for the whole year. And it has to do with three generation families. Now, every one of you listening is in one of those generations. There might be some, think there are any children listening, Linda? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I don't think For so. their sake. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you're, you're children, you're one generation. If you're parents, you're the next generation. If you're grandparents, you're that third generation. Or you're the first generation, then your kids are the second, and your grandkids yeah, are the yeah, third. Yeah, around. And in our case, and we revealed this on the show a couple of weeks ago, we are soon, during this year, 
During yes. this 2023, we're going to become the first of four generations. Right. We're going to have a months. little great-granddaughter. And are we kind of thrilled about that? We are <laughs> kind of thrilled about that, but it just kind of makes your heart stop when you realize that your daughter is going to be a grandmother. Yes, that <laughs> that, that kind of makes her, her heart stop, Oh, but too. man, that is really amazing. A lot of you know Shawnee, who's such a marvelous blogger and has such a following around the world and and uh, she does not look like a grandma. <laughs> no, she doesn't. But <laughs> she's going to be. And she is so excited, really excited. And this cute little little girl we call Peanut. That's her in vitro name. And Exactly. I wanted to call her Onesie, but they, they the Peanut won out. Well, onesie because it's our number one. Our number onesie, yes. <laughs> anyway, um, we really are excited about a new year and thinking about this three-generation family is so important. If you're uh, if you haven't added that to your your New Year's resolutions, you might want to just think about. We're going like to get specific. We're going to get specific. We're going to make some specific sort of. I don't know. Do you think they're pushy or do you think they're, um, you know? No, they're just um, something you can meditate about. And for, in fact, for many of you, what we say will not apply because you're not where we are. You no, know, but whether life. you are or not, that's what I'm saying. Whether you're a child, a parent, a grandparent, or even a great, then we'd have to say four generation families. But we're we're going to talk about, number one, why we think it's important to think of families not just as nuclear families of parents and children. That That's what Americans tend to do. We tend, when someone says family, we think parents and kids. Yeah. Not in Asia. In Asia, when you say family, you're talking about the grandparents. Or not in the South Middle East. East. Not in the Middle oh, East. Oh, my goodness. When we were not in Saudi. Not in South America. When we were in Saudi... It, it's kind of t- terrifying how much the mother-in-law oh, rules the roost. Then they usually live in the same house, so yes. three generations. Yes. But whatever. In fact, we would. I remember giving all these suggestions of what you could do with your children and so on. And then one of the moms came up to me afterwards and said, "What if you live in a house where the mother-in-law controls everything, including you?" Um, right. What do we do? And I didn't really have an answer for that because that is a whole different world. But. Uh, they're, but they're beautiful families. I mean, and by and large, I think they get along really well. So what we're going to try to do today on the show is two things. Number one, really talk a little about why three generation families are the real family and why that's the way we ought to think about families. And then secondly, to give you a couple of really pointed suggestions about how to create a stronger three generation families whether you're the parent or whether you're the grandparent so on the first one um again we're the anomaly we are the exception to the rule in america where we often think a family or think of a family as you know what we call a nuclear family of the, the parents and the kids most of the world thinks of three generation families when they think of families and as you point out linda they often live in the same house. I'm not sure we're advocating for that. I, I'm not sure very many of you do. If we, we were on a Zoom call and we called for a raise of hands, how many of you 
would like to live with your parents and your kids. And many of you do. Well, many of you have many older you parents do living with you or yeah. single older parents who and, have lost their spouse. But that's not exactly the, the ideal in many of our minds because we, we wonder if we'd have privacy and so on. But the point is most families do live like that throughout the world. So we're not advocating that you move in together. We're advocating that you think of your family as a three-generation family, and that parents and grandparents ought to be doing more to coordinate and form a team, a teamwork approach to raising children with, with the parents in charge, but with the grandparents really playing an important supporting role, not only supporting the parents and what they're doing to raise their children, but supporting in every sense of the word, be it whatever the needs are, financial support, emotional support, teaching and values support. Um, there ought to be a meaningful family role for all three generations. And that's the best outcome for the children. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that some of you are saying, yeah, but what about divorces? What about, you know, all that? I mean, everybody just doesn't live with mom and dad and kids in a little la-la land. There are so many, so many different configurations of three-generation families. And many grandparents are raising the kids. They are the primary exactly. parents. So like you point out, there's no, please get it out of your mind that there's some perfect family in a two-generation or a three-generation household. We're all different. We're all unique. But we have a couple of suggestions in the second half of the show that we think can make your three-generation family, what should we say, not only better, but more joyful. Right. Uh, and the long term. So, um, so hang on. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to get to some suggestions. And we're going to encourage you to make a New Year's resolution of working harder on the three-generation family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back on the last day of the, the 2022. Probably a lot, are, a lot of listeners are tuning in on in the new year, right? right. 20, 2023. Yeah. Um, Get used to it, folks. 2023. Get used coming, to it. Coming up. I like the 2022. I like all those twos. That guess we're gonna have well, to I like that. 2023. You know why? This is a weird reason. Um, my current favorite basketball player is a oh. guy from <laughs> Finland named Lowry Markinen who plays for the Utah Jazz, and his number is 23. This is going to be his year, Linda. Oh, my gosh. It 2023 is. It's going to be his year. And uh, you crazy. quick story to tell about that. We were at a game uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, three weeks ago, actually, and there were three people sitting down in front of us with these number 23 Markinen jerseys on. And uh, they were really into the game. Oh, my gosh. They were going Standing crazy. up every time they made a basket. So I, I went down to get to know them. And, and the, I noticed the jerseys they were wearing were not Utah Jazz jerseys. They were Finland journey jerseys with Larry Markinen's number because and name on them. Because he's from Finland. Because he's from Finland. And 
And I went down to talk to them. Lo and behold, they were from Finland. They'd flown from Helsinki to Salt Lake City on a week when there were four jazz games. And they went to all four of them. And this was, we got to know them on the first one. So we'd, we'd see them there for four successive games. They were delightful people. They were so great. They were just big fans. And this guy says to me, you know, you don't appreciate it. You know, you got a lot of good basketball players in America. Larry Markinen is the best basketball player in the history of Finland. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just so enthused. And long story short, uh, the last game I I went and bought a. He said, "I'll I'll give you this jersey when we're done because we're going back to Finland." And I said, "No, I'll swap you." So I got him a Utah Jazz jersey, and on the last day, the last of these four games, he gives me this jersey. So now when I go to jazz games, I wear this Finland Jersey. Anyway, and that's, that's kind a, of beside a the point. Totally superfluous story about. 23. Does that let you know how excited Richard Iyer is about Oh, you're, you're a bigger fan I mean, than I am. I'm not bigger, but I do really enjoy it. But honestly, to even think of that is pretty wacky. So so 2023, three generation families. 23, Linda, go from two to three. Go from thinking of your family as the two of you, if you're married, to thinking of no, to two generations, to thinking of it as three generations, 23. There you that's go. That's it. So that's, that's the one for the year. That's what we're talking about going on. So <laughs> we're going to make a couple of specific challenges to you. And and if this seems unrealistic, then that's all right. Just find your own way to approach it. We've been challenging people in our grandparenting class online, and we'll mention uh, the, how to get involved in that if some of you want to by the end of the show. But we've been advising people to have a meeting if they happen to live in the same town or in the same proximity to their children. If you're a grandparent and you live close enough to one or more of your children, or, the parents. Or you could Zoom in. I mean, that's the yeah. best part. Or you could do this by Zoom. You can now reach anybody anytime anywhere or if you're the parent we 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 offer this to you have a meeting uh, meetings the wrong word have get together once a month with the grandparents if you're the parent or with the parents if you're the grandparent and go to dinner or go out some uh, dinners and night it's a nice thing call let's call it an outing not a meeting Go to dinner together the four of you so two parents two grandparents or if you're a single grandparent you know, one grandparent, two parents, or if you're a single parent, maybe one parent, two grandparents. But the grandparents and the parent get together once a month for dinner and talk about the children. Just confine your agenda to talking about those children who are your grandparents or your children, because that will begin to create this teamwork approach to raising those kids. Parents need your help, grandparents, but they need it in a certain way. They don't need you telling them what to do or taking over or criticizing them or whatever. Or they, suggesting how they could do something better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they need your help, but in the way they want your help, right, honey? And and if you're the, the grandparent, the way to be a proactive grandparent starts with good communication with your child, the parent. Right, exactly. Um and somewhere in there, you said the grandparents are the children. I'm not sure that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know that. But anyway. Well, some um, of us are in our second childhood. <laughs> that's true. Um, 
We have found this to be so interesting. I think we haven't really had one every month. We have to be honest. No, no, no. But but we're going to, that's our resolution for 2023. At least one of our children, we want to get together with them every month and talk about their children. At least one of our children. So we have nine children. So that's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, Once only, every nine three, months. Yeah, only anyway, three live close. So you enough. have to figure it out. What happens, you know, what works best for you. But remember that the Zoom call is really good, too, especially if you've got a problem with a child. Grandparents are really uh, feeling like, how much should we be involved? Should, should we? And of course, we do always have the solution to their problems if they'd ask us, but we don't want to give them that. <laughs> of course, we know of the real answer. Know, of course. But um, it really w- it would be interesting to feel like, you're helping. I mean, this is not like, okay, we're here to give you all our wisdom. It's like, what do you need help with? How can we help you with your kids? I think that is the main question. How can we help? And I think they'll have some suggestions for you. Well, and and in this grandparenting Zoom course that we're doing, we even offered a questionnaire. And this is something, Linda, this was your idea originally, Linda, a simple questionnaire where a grandparent can give this questionnaire, either verbally or in written form, to to the parent, the child that their child who is the parent, and it, it asks, How much help do you want with your children? What do they need help on? Do you want us to offer help or wait for you to ask for it? Do you want to have this, that, the other? It's a fairly extensive. And and when we did that with our children, we learned a ton. We did. We were amazed. We just thought they wanted help anytime we wanted to give it to them. <laughs> and we, um, you How know, could they not want our help? The questionnaire was like a, a one, two, three. Uh, do you want it uh, this way? Or, the, I mean, you know, like. How did we? Well, do, we do, you, do we have carte blanche to just offer help whenever we want in this one area, or only when only you when ask we for ask, it or forget it, not at all? Yeah, we'll ask you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, they they were, were going to ask us for help instead of us asking. So, anyway, you get the picture. Um, then we've kind of progressed because we have had some things pop up this year, and uh, we have progressed thinking, let's ask our children what we do that bugs them or what they think we could do better. Yeah. How are we doing in being grandparents yeah. to, to your children? And where would you like us to change? And they have helped They've us come so forward. much. Yeah. For example, they said, don't call us. We don't answer the phone anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Please just text us. You can voice text. They told us how to voice text. And we will get right back to you. Um, I mean, we'll call you when we can. But we are just, we don't ever look at our messages anymore. We, you have to come to the, you know, the next, the next <laughs> phase in uh, communication. And it, it really has helped us a lot. It's helped me who I'm struggling to do all these emails all day long. Well, and you don't, I you mean, do not text, love text, texting. Text. You do not, do your not thumbs like are not your best no, thing. No, they are not. So, um, but I they're beautiful. Linda has really gorgeous thumbs, but they're not they do really not work very well. Anyway, but I have learned how to just take my thumb and press on the speaker and send a message. But 
also that's hard, right? Because you have to say, remember <laughs> to put up the question marks and and all that stuff, uh, periods, uh, exclamation marks, and all that. So it's just a learning process. But wow, I think they've really helped us to be better communicators and communicate with them as they need it. So the premise is, here's. I'm going to back up for a minute and simplify this. Here's the theory. If you're a grandparent, your children are the stewards over those their children, your grandchildren. You're not. You don't right. have that stewardship. The parents are in charge. That should be their agenda. You should be looking to help them in the ways they want and will accept help. And if you take that humble approach as a grandparent, your children will appreciate that and will give you some guidance on where they need the help. It's like someone was telling us the other day, um, you know, the best way to help someone is ask them what they need rather than just figuring it out for yourself. Right. And so, and, and if you're a parent, you know, the, the whole thing, this whole thing is about being proactive, right? If you're a parent being proactive enough to say, mom and dad, I love you. I, I'm, I feel like I'm fine in my parenting and this, 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 and this, I would like some help here and here. Maybe it's just that I need to get away for a day and will you come over and babysit? Maybe it's I need some guidance on Jimmy who's giving me fits right now. Let's talk about him and maybe you can give me some advice. Maybe you can step in. Sometimes you as a grandparent are able to say things to the to my children that I can't right. say. Um, you can be their cheerleader. They This one needs some confidence. Can you help him? I mean, this kind of discussion of generation one and generation two, talking about generation three, it always yields results. And what we're finding in this grandparenting Zoom seminar that we're doing is people are glomming onto it. We've Some of the best feedback we've had, remember the one person who says, this has changed my life. I'm meeting now regularly with Hello. my children, and, and we are learning about our grandchildren. Actually, one of the parents came to me. Oh, that's right. At we, church one day and said, you have to know that this has made a huge difference in our family. Because my my grandparents are now trying to help in the way I want them to help. Now, let's think about whether that's realistic, Linda. I mean, we're all busy, parents especially so, but grandparents are really busy too. Is it realistic about once a month to either have a, a little dinner together or do a Zoom call together and focus on, on the children and on their needs? Is, is that unrealistic? Or could you argue that it might be one of the most important things you do every month. And if you if you do it regularly, whether it's once a month or once every two months, the regularity of it is going to focus your attention on the priority of those children, right? Exactly. So how do we do it? How do we how do we make that happen? Well, here's a suggestion. And some of you have heard this before because we've been preaching this for 30 years to parents. It's really exciting and revealing and interesting to have what we call a five-facet review. What are the five facets of a child or of you, of any person? We think they are the physical, the mental, the emotional, the social, and the spiritual, the five facets of a person. So imagine yourself sitting down as grandparents and parents at a dinner, maybe at a lovely place where you can talk and you can relax a little, and essentially saying, let's now do a five-facet review of Jenny. 
this eight-year-old who is our child and your grandchild, or if you're the one initiating it, and either the parent or the grandparent can initiate this. So if you're the grandparent, let's do this five-facet review of little eight-year-old Jenny, and you're the parents, we want to know. So let's go through Jenny one at a time. How's she doing physically? Then just talk about how is she, learn from the parents, or if you're the parents, explain to your parents, the grandparents, Jenny's a healthy girl, she's doing fine, we're a little worried about her crooked teeth, we're going to send her to the orthodontist, I mean, just common down-to-earth things. We're we're a little worried about her diet, we're not, she's too prone to eat French fries and not vegetables, or is a French fry a vegetable? It's a potato. Yes, Come on. <laughs> and anyway, you know, this just how's she doing? And oftentimes we've seen a lot of these transpire. And the grandparents are asking the questions. Well, uh, is she how's how's she doing in terms of her? Is she an athlete? What are her gifts? What what you know physically? How's she doing? Just talk about it for ten or fifteen minutes. Take notes. If you get an epiphany or something, write it down. Okay, how's she doing mentally? How's Jenny doing in school? What's her learning pattern? Is she an audio learner, a, a, a visual learner? How 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 does she like her teacher? What subjects are her favorite? How does she get along? How does she think? Is she uh, you know conceptual? I mean, it just goes on and on. Questions, asking, brainstorming, thinking about Jenny. How's she doing emotionally? Or how are her mood swings? Is she is she a little? Uh, Whitey, is she stable? I mean, is she? What does she worry about? Uh, how's she doing socially? Who are her friends? How is she good at starting conversations? On and on, social, social, social. How's she doing? And then finally, how's she doing spiritually? So that can take an hour, or it can take fifteen minutes. But you're focused on Jenny, and what's happening is the grandparents and the parents are extending intelligent love to this child and deciding, and maybe the parents are saying, wow, that's something you could really help with, Mom. She's really lacking confidence socially. Can you can you talk to her about what you just said to me? Can you tell her that story about when you were a little girl and you made a new friend? I mean, how can we how can we help Jenny in this area? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, but you have to we also realize that there are complications in doing that. There are so many things that uh, you can fall into and make mistakes. And sometimes the in-laws, like, that's invasive that I don't want to do that. Yeah, maybe you want to do it with just your own child. You just try it one time and maybe see if it works. So we don't, we, it's just worth just throwing it out. See what you think. So final word, we're out of time, but uh, that's the challenge to create a new year's resolution that relates to your three generation family. We'd love to be a part of it. We invite all of you, whether your parents or grandparents to just go to grandparenting101.com and join us in the larger discussions that we're having online about this topic. So thanks for joining us this year. And before we close, we have to thank our wonderful Logan Gardner, who is our producer and BYU Radio for allowing us to do this for another year. We so appreciate them so much for making us look good. See you next week into 2023 on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.